Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3. I'm excited to be with you tonight. I will tell you I was tempted um, a variety of ways this evening. I've made my rounds and I've smelled pizza on the property tonight. I've seen the children dressed up as Indians and pilgrims. And um, just a lot of fun things going on around our property. Master Club is having three in one night, so they're doing flashlight night. I walked past a room and I thought, well, there should be children in there. And there was, it's just that the light was off and the flashlights were already going in there. So I can only tell the amount of kids that were in there based upon the flashlights, the lights that I was seeing and the flashlights going. And um, in the gym as well, they're, they're over there, so they're, they're having a good time. So I will tell you, I was tempted to be with just the kids tonight, but I, I refrained and I uh, wanted to come in here to make sure to enjoy the time with you. All right, and the Word of God. And uh, so 2 Timothy 3, 2 Timothy 3, looking forward to what God has for us tonight. Uh, Colin referenced a couple of things even in his prayer. I was listening to it and uh, just about camps and these kind of things. And I will say this, uh, tonight I'm, I'm speaking on whose name and reputation are you concerned with? Whose name and reputation are you concerned with? You know, businesses spend a lot of money on logos. They spend a lot of time, they have meetings, they get together, they try to figure out how they can present and how they can have their trademark and how they can um, have a trademark that is going to identify what they believe and what they want to put out and what they want to um, have you resonate with when you see that. If I mention some trademarks, and, and uh, you would know exactly, when I mention McDonald's, you know exactly what the arches look like. Uh, mentioned some other logos, Coca-Cola, on and on. You would know exactly what those trademarks look like because they've got your attention for so many years and so much time. And their name means something, right? Um, and whose name and reputation are you and I concerned with? I have to be reminded of this. Uh, I would say that if we were all honest, we would all need to be reminded of this. So hopefully this is just a simple reminder, it's a simple thought, and just one thought for you tonight. Uh, and our testimony does go beyond our salvation testimony. Testimony is not about just the time and location of our salvation, although that is part of your testimony. I hope that's part of your testimony. You have a testimony that you have trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I hope you rehearse the gospel daily and you think about it. We do well to think about where we were, how it happened, what took place, go over the Scripture, go over the references, Think about how you got saved. If you're saved, you've, you've trusted in Christ as your personal Savior. The greatest day of your life. How long does it take for us to get over it? How, how often do we think about it? You know, salvation is, is to be the beginning, even though, it's talk, even though it is about the end, right? Where are you going? Your eternal life. Foundation started with Jesus Christ. 
In 1 Corinthians 3, I know I have you in 2 Timothy 3, and I, I ask you to keep your place there, but in 1 Corinthians 3 it says, For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. You know, our testimony should not be a concern about it being our testimony. I understand Proverbs 22 says, A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. But can I tell you how to automatically have a testimony that, it, that will be right? Let God's testimony be your testimony. Not your own, but let God's testimony be your own testimony. You know, you might have heard it said, let God fight your battles for you. Let God's testimony be our most concern, be our heavy focus, complete focus. You know, a Christian's testimony is not to leave a legacy for their own name, but for Jesus' name. A Christian, Christ-like. You know, our testimony, it kind of encompasses a big picture of our life. It tells a message. And your name, your reputation, right? But you don't have to even worry about that if you're going to go after it being Jesus' name. And Jesus lived in you. Jesus' message, Jesus' reputation. Galatians 2, 20, it says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You know, identity and, and legacy, they're, they're buzzwords especially in our generation, and they're, they're kind of the, th the things that are talked about, right? And we want to shape our image so that it is favorable and lasting. You know, we all want to have per others perceive us well. Not ill, but well and good. But the Christian, the larger concern needs to be identity and legacy and testimony being Christ's reputation. And that's what should matter more. Todd Davis, he's a CEO of Arizona, an Arizona-based company, and he had his identity stolen. No less than, get this, 13 times. And thieves had used Davis's identity to take a loan, $500, run up cell phone bills, two different companies, over $2,000. Unpaid utilities, 122, and outstanding debt uh, with gift basket companies and other places, and uh, bank charges, and and on and on the, the list goes. And, it, and so in a, even in addition to these, uh, collection agencies reported a sum of $1,300 owed in Davis's name, just in Davis's name. And the irony is this, that Todd Davis's company is an identity protection service. <laughs> and so in a series of advertisements for the company, Mr. Davis broadcasted his Social Security number on billboards and television commercials. And he claimed, just like they have with mine, LifeLock will make your personal information useless to a criminal. Apparently, he was wrong. The Federal Trade Commission thought he was wrong, too, and fined the company $12 million for fraudulent advertising. And the chairman said this, he, he commented and said, in truth, the protection they provided left such a large hole that you, should, you could drive a truck through it. Identity theft has become a very serious threat in our technology and advanced generation. 
And you know, no one is exempt from being targeted. But I'm not trying to scare you with identity theft. I would say this, that there's a more menacing person than an online hacker than we've ever dreamed, we ever imagined. And his name is Satan. And you are his target. I'm his target. It's larger than a bank account. It's larger than a credit account. It's, it's testimony. And so how can we have a testimony for Christ? How can this happen? 2 Timothy 3, verse 10. It says, But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience. He goes on to say, Persecutions, afflictions, which came unto him at, at Antioch and Iconium and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Verse 10 says, But thou hast fully known my doctrine. You know, Paul is mentoring Timothy. This is Timothy we're in. The Apostle Paul, he traveled with Timothy, he poured his life into Timothy, and Timothy knew Paul very well, better than anybody, better than any other person. And Paul says to Timothy, you know, I have lived for Christ, and he's not bragging about it. He's just saying, I've done the best I can to live for Christ and to present Christ and to put Christ out there, not Paul out there. And he's saying, oftentimes, you know, the closer you get to somebody, let's just think about this. The more you admire somebody, oftentimes, the more disappointed you can become with someone. You know, over time, people change. One of the things that has oftentimes become discouraging for me is, and, and with the children, and I see as they grow up and, I, and they go to, go to teens and they go to college and they, and then, and they reach that young adult stage and then, they, then they're middle-aged adult, and then, where are they? What happened to them? And I think that we miss something with them. And I will tell you this, this is what we missed. Doctrine. To know the doctrine. And Timothy knew that Paul's life was genuine. He had a true testimony for, for Christ. You know, sometimes we, we spend time with people and we really get to know them and, and then we find out, man, they're not what I thought they were. So how did Paul do it? He had an authentic testimony. What does it take? Just one point, if you're writing, if you want to write anything down, it's this. Build on truth. I started with tonight, I said the salvation testimony is where it begins. And we have that foundation, which is Jesus Christ. And, and we are to have that built on. And so Jesus doesn't give us a salvation testimony and then, oh, I'm good. You know, that, that fire insurance, right? Keep from hell and I'm going to heaven. No, our testimony is comprised of our life. And so it's going to be from beginning to end. And and so Paul says very clearly to Timothy, hey, Timothy, this is a defense of your faith. This is what you need to really know. And, and you have fully known something about me. You've walked with me. You've seen everything that's happened to me. You, you know what's going on. I poured my life into you. And this is what I'm going to tell you that is most important, to know your doctrine, to know why you believe what you believe. You know, he didn't speak about his actions first. He speaks about the basis for his actions, his belief system. See, this is what happens. If our beliefs are right, guess what happens? The person gets right. Known my doctrine. Doctrine is a Greek word. 
Didylus Scalia, which is taught, I probably just botched that up, but anyways, what is taught is what it means. What is taught is teaching its precepts. It's to embrace the truth. See, what we do in our life is directly based upon what we believe. The saddest part, as I mentioned to you earlier, is when you see a Christian have beliefs and then they walk away from those beliefs. We're to grow in Christ. We're to become more like Christ. And many don't embrace that. 2 Timothy 4, verse 3. Would you notice, please? 2 Timothy 4, 3. Just a page over and chapter over. 2 Timothy 4, 3 says this, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. You know, hear, hearing what sounds good doesn't mean it is good. How are you going to know? You've got to know the doctrine. Know the truth, and the truth will set you free. State the truth for what it really is. Speak truth in love, and truth will set you free. So I want to ask you tonight the question, is there anything in your life lately that the truth has changed you? Lately, has the truth changed you? Something from the truth. Now, the only truth, Jesus says He's the way, the truth, and the life, and no man come to the Father but by, by Him. And, and so, John 14, 6, and the truth that He's given to us is none other than the Word of God. So what in the Word of God has changed me lately? I don't know. It could be I don't know because I'm not in the Word. It could be I'm in the Word, but not getting anything out of the Word. It could be that I'm just giving a stiff arm to the Word of God. And I think I know better than the Word of God knows. And I think that it's what I want rather than what God wants. But what God wants will, will bring success. Meditate therein day and night, and thou shalt have good success. And so, if our beliefs are right, then the person will be right. It's not what have you changed, and how you've changed, and try to make it look like truth. No, that's not how it works. It's what has Christ changed in you. See, our culture is into nominal Christianity. But God is into real Christianity. I wonder when's the last time, and I have to ask myself this question too, and I understand this is a Wednesday night crowd, and I'm kind of harping a little, little maybe serious on this, but do I want to do more for God? What, what can I do more for God, or, or am I looking for ways to get out of what God wants in my life? Do I have problems with the Word of God? I hope not. It's not that what the least I can do. No, that's, that doesn't come from doctrine. You know, our culture so badly wants to be entertained, and doctrine intrudes in on that. It takes that out of it. And our lifestyle and our choices. See, doctor, doctrine purifies where everything else cloudies up the water. 
I like pure, clean water to drink. But that cloudiness, we normally say, no, that's, that's no good. Doctrine is what purifies. Doctrine brings depth to your beliefs, not shallowness. How does this happen? It happens through spending time with Jesus. See, we can be busy for God when we need to be busy with God. Big difference. Remember Martha? Remember Mary? What did God say? In Luke 10, 38, Jesus answered to Martha. Martha was you know, busy and, and going about here, there, everywhere, doing everything thinking that that was, was, was best. But Jesus said, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. She was at the feet of Jesus, washing His feet. And so, we can be busy, but not busy for God. We can be busy for God, but when we should be busy with God. And there's a difference. We can be in the Scriptures and just whip through it and say, I have my devotions, or we can really be in the Word of God and study to show thyself approved unto God. At what point does that happen? The approval unto God goes all the way to the last breath for you. And, and for me in my life. Ultimately, our beliefs, they dictate our behavior. See, if we want a testimony that honors God, we must let the Word of God permeate our life. I'll tell you something that's greatly helped me. And I would encourage you to do this. That when there's things that come into your life, and I don't know what it might be, but that you're even dealing with right now, that you go to the Word of God and that you study as much as you can about that subject about that item. So death has come to your life. We'll study in the Word of God what God's Word says about death and what God's Word says about comfort during death. And so if something else comes to your life and you wonder about something, what do I believe on that? Well, I don't need to go to some commentary. I don't need to go to some Google. I don't need to pull up Yahoo, MSN, and, and, and figure out what it says. No, I need to go to the Word of God. And so if we want a testimony that honors God, we've got to be in the Word of God. And I want to encourage you to take the trials of your life and look up in the Word of God what you're going through. Or even, even better yet, someone else is going through something, and let's go to the Word of God and see what the Word of God has to say so I can help them show them the Word of God. Isn't that what we do with salvation? Isn't that what we do with leading someone to the Lord? We need as Christians to quit downplaying the importance of doctrine and so focused on practical. No, it's just not practical. It just doesn't go with our culture. Well, it's almost as if God's Word doesn't work anymore. And it does. No, God's work still does. And it's as if it stopped being any good to, to apply now. I mean, we're in 2021. We're, gonna, we're rolling almost into 2022. It's still good. It's still worth following. See, we want a pure and godly testimony. We've got to be grounded in truth. We've got to be grounded in truth. I will tell you this. I know I'm not very old. But those who downplay doctrine are often the first ones to adapt their lives to the culture. 
Let me repeat that again to you. Those who downplay doctrine are often the first ones to adapt their lives to the culture. Culture changes. God's Word doesn't. This will remain. This will be steadfast. And by the way, we're also to be unmovable, steadfast, abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Well, I better get my truth from the Word of God. Did you hear? And oftentimes, truth doesn't come when someone says, Did you hear? Let me tell you. But if we open up the Word of God, and if we share the Word of God, and we really rightly divide the Word of God, you know, there's a difference between trying to express what, the word of, what we think the Word of God has to say and just let the Word of God speak for itself. So I only took a few words tonight, and I hope I gave it justice. Because Paul says, Timothy, what I want to have happen in your life, don't be worried about your name, don't be worried about your reputation, don't be worried about anything but living for God. And to do that, you're going to have to fully know your doctrine. You're going to have to be in the Word of God. And so the basis of your beliefs is not action first. I'm not talking about action first. No, I'm going to talk about doctrine first. And if you get the doctrine, guess what happens? The action comes. See, when you're with the right person, then you become the right person. And if you're wanting to please the culture and adapt to the culture, that's a constant ebb and flow and movement and up and down roller coaster and but they're doing this uh, they're not doing this and, and I, I think maybe this is what we should do and maybe this is what we should not do and and, and maybe this this camp and, and that camp no 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 this is the camp that God wants us to be in it's just that simple God wants us to follow what the word of God has to say not to try to make it different than what it is not to do anything but work ourselves right into the Word of God and let the Word of God work itself right into me. We build on truth. That's how we grow thereby. See, there's a difference between working the Word of God into what we want and letting what God wants work on us. It's painful. It's not always easy to accept what it says and then to change our life but anybody can be conformed. We're talking about transformed. We're talking about transformation. We're not talking about conforming because we're not to be conformed. We're to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I want the mind of Christ. And I want to ask God for the mind of Christ every day. And the best way that we can have the mind of Christ, if I may, Look into his brain and be in the Word of God. Let him teach us. Let us grow thereby. And then you know what? Our doctrine seems to just kind of settle everything else out. Once our doctrine is right, everything else seems to just fall in place. We've got to get back to the doctrine. I don't know what that looks like for you, but I know this. Anytime I fought it, against it, 
it always wins. And if I just give in and surrender, man, it's such a, such a better way to go. Because God does win at the end. And we sing the song, and it's true, victory in Jesus. And Jesus is the victor, and He is victorious. And He will win the fight. Let's not put up a fight against Him. Let's just give in to what God's Word really has to say so that it can be said. You know what? They knew the doctrine, and they followed it. You know what? They are actually known by their doctrine, fully known by their doctrine. What a great testimony. I guess it just depends on whether you and I want our name to look good, want our reputation, or we want God's name and God's reputation to look good. It's not about you or me. It's about God. Let's pray. Lord, I pray you help me with this. Lord, I needed this, and I might have been the only one. And if so be it, it's worth it. But Lord, I pray that you will have helped us to see what even Paul was able to tell Timothy. And I thank you because of his life that he was doing his best to live for you. I pray that we'll just give it our best to live for you. Be found faithful. And Lord, what a wonderful thing it'd be to hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And it's going to take knowing you, knowing the Word of God, living for you, not worried about our name, our reputation, but truly concerned about Christ's name and Christ's reputation in us. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.